All right, if you're listening, thank you for taking the time to listen to another podcast episode of The Talking Block. I'm your podcast host, Nate, and as you know, I'm always here bringing the facts, bringing the fun, bringing the conversation, everything. I apologize if my nose is a little stuffy. I did go. Like I said, um, last podcast episode, I wasn't feeling too well, but I am feeling better. Just, you know, a little stuffed nose. But beyond that, uh, today... Uh, it's a little delayed, but I'm still glad that I'm doing it. First of all, happy Super Bowl Sunday to anybody listening today on a sun on this Sunday. Um, but with that, as we all know, it's still February, it's still Black History Month. And within bringing different guests, different people to talk about Black History Month, it never hurts to learn yourself and just get to know truly what Black History Month is about. So today I just bring a couple facts, couple, you know, people that we might not know about. And I think that it's definitely something that you should do yourself because understanding Black history itself teaches us a lot because I was researching and granted, I can't, you know, go on a whole biography about each person that I have today, but just getting to read a a snapshot of what each person did or a sentence of what this person influenced it makes you want to learn more because from that what else could we do to stem off of what they did because not so many people in black history were never finished they were killed they had illnesses they were their ideas were taken and stretched to a different area that they were never truly able to complete exactly what they did or what they started so today i just bring a couple people that you know might seem interesting to you that are interesting to you know somebody else but just a general blessing to have because of what they started and what they did the first person i have is Aramon rhodes born in north carolina on 18 in 1827 he was a preacher he was this was a reason for him being imprisoned because he was teaching uh, African Americans about where they came from and who they were. He raised Maryland's first two black regiments for the U.S. Army, and then in 1870, Mississippi a Mississippi legislator elected him to be a senator to fill in a vacant seat. I, like I said, I can't write a whole biography, but that right there it just shows that what you do eventually reaches the eyes of people. The fact that a white, most likely a white senator decided to pick him to fill in a vacant spot. And it was probably off the accolades, the accolades that he was doing, the three things that he was doing. It just teaches us that sometimes it never matters about who we are, but just about what we do and how we get there. That gives us the big seat at the top. The second person, uh, and you all know her, if you don't go look her up, Maya Angelou, she was the first black female cable car conductor. Um, a pra- the practices for vaccines, vaccine vaccinations. My apologies. Um, practice for vaccinations was brought to America by an enslaved man. This enslaved man came, and then, um, at the time, smallpox was going around, and I forgot his name, but it starts with an O. I think it's one one Eunice. It's literally O N E M I U S believe that's his name but smallpox was going around and they brought this ship of enslaved people and at the time they didn't know how they didn't know how to make a vaccination 
but because of the Africans and their development, knowing that they used natural herbs and, you know, plants to make vaccinations and, you know, uh, healing remedies, he brought that to America. And many people were like, what is he doing? He's pretty smart. And one white person that owned him took him and he said, do this. And he ended up saving 240 people. The next person is Phyllis Whitney. Very, uh, very little is known about her early life. She was taken from her family at the age in Africa, that her family from in Africa at the age of seven or eight. She was taught to read and write. And in 1773, she published her first poem at the age of 12. Now, one interesting thing is that Whitley is not her last name. So I wonder if Phyllis is also her, her first name. Whitney, Whitley is um, the family of the white people that she was um, enslaved to, I guess you could say. It doesn't exactly say she was enslaved, but when you when you read that she was taken from her family in Africa and she's now lives with the white uh, family, I mean, the only thing that you could guess was that she was enslaved, especially because it's in 1773. Um, but yeah, uh, her poem was published in 1773 and she was the, she was at the age of 12. Um, this next one I think is really interesting because, um, I went to the movies and I believe that they're making a movie on it now, but interracial marriage was overturned because of a couple in 19, uh, 1967, Richard and Mildred, uh, Richard was white and Mildred was black. I'm pretty sure it would definitely be something to go look up, but I'm most, I'm, 98% sure that they're now making a movie about it. Let's see. Um, I also found this one interesting because uh, there's so many people before, but there's so many people that get the recognition for after. And I don't discredit this person for what they did, but sometimes it just quicks, makes us question, how did they get the credit, but it was already done before. Um, Claudette uh, Colvin, on March 2nd, 1955, 50-year-old Claudette was on a city bus after school. Uh, and just like Rosa Parks, a black, uh, white man came on the bus and she refused to move. The police came, they took her. She said, I felt like sur uh, Sojourner Truth was pushing down on my shoulder and Harriet Tubman down on the other. Uh, Sojourner, Tro uh, Sojourner Truth was an activist at the time and um, she was just like any other activist. She was uh, soliciting and uh, trying to get peace and uh, advocating for seg uh, not segregation, but um, to desegregate and all that. Um, she was glued, and she said she was glued to her seat. And then nine months later, that's when Rosa Parks comes, and she is she get she gains all the attention for this. Um, the uh this not moving from a white man's seat but at the same time i th you also have to think about you know the fact that she's 15 and around this time if you stood up to a white man if you did anything to a white person you eventually put a target on your back and although the target was on her back for being black and now resisting to give up her seat it wasn't as given because she didn't publicize herself as much as Rosa Parks did. And I guess that could possibly be a reason why it didn't gain as much attention because the NAACP 
was trying to protect her. Her family was trying to protect her because, I mean, who knows what could have happened if it was if she was to be publicized. The next one, the uh, I'm not exactly sure how to say this, but I'm going to go with my best. The 6,888th Battalion was an all-black, all-female unit in the military that delivered mail to World War II troops in England. Um, I, Again, like I said, many of these you might want to research yourself. It didn't give much information, but I just found that pretty interesting because... Um, it's, it's a matter of what, what they were doing because... Just being able to be on a ship at that time and, you know, sail across the seas and be able to do some justice to help advocate a win in World War II is pretty credible for them. Uh, a little fun, classy, interesting one. Uh, Betty Boop was based on a black woman, Helen Kane, which, again, research, research, research. Um, it didn't give me much, but... I definitely did want to put that in there because I found that interesting, especially because I know a lot of people that um, I believe my mother, I think she was a very big Betty Boop fan. And I mean, especially at my age, wondering why Betty Boop was such a big person for black people now learning that she was based off a black woman. It makes more sense. Um, John Baxter Taylor. Uh, he attended Central High School in Philadelphia. He ran track and the only black person on his team. He eventually went on to uh, go to finance school and he joined an, uh, a team there. He ran for intercollegiate. And then in 1908, in the 1908 Olympics, he would compete in the 400 meter relay and the 16,000 meter medley. Uh, in the 1400 meter medal, uh, relay, Many people believe that he had cheated and he had pushed a white man, so his medal was taken. But then in the 16,000 meter, meter med medley, I apologize, um, he was the third leg and he would go down in history because it was the fastest leg and he gained his team a gold medal. I, um, Again, I find that interesting because I believe don't get me wrong I want to say that's before Jesse Owens you would have to go look that up yourself um, but I mean as we know Jesse Owens he was a very fond black person when he ran in the Olympics and I actually mm, I, yeah I believe that was before Jesse Owens because around that time um Around Jesse Owens' time, the Nazi was going on, Hitler was going on, and that was around 1914, maybe later on. No. Again, don't quote me. I'm I'm going off a of basic memory of what I learned in history. But um I know that it was I know that 1908 was definitely before World War II, so that did come before Jesse Owens. But um just you know, learning about that there's not only Jesse Owens, there's other people like John Baxter Taylor is enough to know that there is a lot of great things that we, that black people did. Um, and then the last person I have before, you know, these other two facts is Marie Von Brittman Brown. Uh, Marie Von Br Brittman Brown 
she was a black female and at the time this is the reason why you have home security systems because at the time she was in a dangerous neighborhood and she felt like she could not rely on the police so she made her own security system how i don't know because it didn't talk about it it just said that she felt very endangered and you know the police weren't reliable so she decided to make her own home security system but just to know that there's certain things in life that we have now and again that's not the only thing you have the light bulb that was made by carter and it wasn't made by carter it was obviously made by thomas edison but he made a filament that was able to help the light bulb last longer there's so many things that black people created that we don't get the credit for that go unknown that are stolen from us that we have to research and understand why it is the way that it is and just understand about black history and before i go into it ending um some super full super bowl facts because it is super bowl sunday doug willis doug williams was the first qb to join the nfl and fritz pollard was the first black american in, in total to join the nfl um it's just crazy that we have so much untold history and um I'm going to deter from Black History Month. It's not just Black history. It's all history. There's many things that white people did that are going unsaid to help black people. I mean, to be honest, I would give credit to the Whitley family because they helped. um, What was her name? Phyllis Whitley. Without Phyllis Whitley, we wouldn't have Maya Angelou. We wouldn't have... Um, Langston Hughes, we wouldn't have all these great poets. So I would give credit to the Whitley family because they taught her how to read and write. Without her, them teaching her how to read and write, she wouldn't have done what she did at the age of 12. So there's so much unwritten history, so much hidden history in time that we don't know of. Because whether at the time it would have been derogatory turns, derogatory ter- towards a certain race, it... Um, it was illegal, they died, it was stolen from them, so many other reasons. And it is that's why it is so important that we have to research. And granted, I'm, I myself are not gonna research all these people in one day, but I would definitely take the time to read about each person again, to know certain aspects of what they did. Because for me, Phyllis Whitley would definitely be a big person on my part because uh, if you don't know, I've written a, I've written a book and it's a poetry book at that too. And that would be something to research on, you know, to understand the ways that they wrote back then to kind of um, grow my writing and grow my um, books. And as for anybody that is just trying to be great, it never hurts to go back in history and learn how did they do it and how can I evolve from that? Or how can I evolve what they did? So as I promote today, I get it that it's Super Bowl Sunday. I get it that it's, you know, for many people, this isn't a very big month in your eyes, but it never hurts to research. Go look up some of these people that I talked about. Go look up random people that are on the web that, you know, just what I did is I looked up random black fact, hist- random black history facts. It never hurts to go look it up and learn and indulge yourself in history. 
So that's what I promote to you today. That's all I have for you today. Stay tuned in Tuesday because Tuesday I have more guests. I have more fun. Uh, and after that, I definitely have more facts because facts aren't going away this month, especially this month. And never will they go away anymore. So stay tuned. I'm your podcast host, Nate. This is The Talking Clock. I thank you for tuning in. I love you. Thank you for the support. And I will see you next time. What is up, guys? I'm your podcast host, Nate, off the talking blog. I hope you enjoyed that recent podcast episode about Black History Month and untold history. I just wanted to put a little segment after this just to clarify a couple things um, about the man that brought the uns- the enslaved man that brought vaccinations. His name is spelled O-N-E-S-M-I-U-S. Uh, that's how you spell his name if you wanted to go look him up. And as for um, Taylor... Uh, It was before Jesse Owens. It was before World War II. But just to clarify, just so that we know that Nate goes back and looks at his history. um, World War I was 1914. Uh, World War II was 1939. But at the time, Nazis were still a thing during the Olympics when Jesse Owens ran in 1936. I just wanted to clarify that because I don't want to be discredited. I don't want to look like I'm I don't know what I'm talking about. Um... And even then, it's again, it still never hurts to go research. So, uh, for everybody that enjoyed that podcast podcast episode, I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for listening. Uh, stay tuned for Tuesday. Got another. I got a guest. Guest actually, two people. But um, as for that, just love and appreciate the support that y'all are always giving. Thank you. Love you guys. Stay tuned. This is podcast host Nate, and that was an episode of the Talking Block.